1: why? Welcome to the Nick State of Mind podcast I'm your host Danny Small alongside my esteemed co-host Chip Murphy How are you doing today Chip?
0: I'm good Danny. How are you doing man?
1: Hanging in there hanging in there trying to process the World Cup we just watched earlier today with Frank Nilakina and Team USA France and Frank took down Team USA in a pretty shocking win big upset um, But we'll get more into the context and everything um, with Team USA We're gonna start off with Nilakina because he had a big big game he finished with 11 points. He outplayed Kemba Walker, and his fourth quarter, he scored seven points and really just hit some clutch shots. Had a really, really big performance. That now, right now, everyone wants to talk about Frank. He's a hot topic. So we figure we got to dive right into it. Um, Chip, let's get your initial thoughts on his performance today.
0: Yeah, right now everyone wants to talk about exactly. Frank. Yeah, <laughs> you've been talk- you've been talking about him for. A month, <laughs> <laughs>
1: nauseum, when no one cared.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. My thoughts on it were, and fortunately, I was able to watch most of this game before I had to like start at work. But wow, I was just shocked. Like, I can't believe it fell apart for the U.S. like that. That was my first thought. Like, as Kemba Walker kept like forcing shots at the end of the fourth quarter and stuff like that, and. They weren't going into the offense. I think when me and you were talking, like, earlier, I said to you, like, any other coach would have gotten killed for Rip. this. Yeah. For letting his for letting his best player go up against a younger defender like Nilekina and keep getting handled like that and not make an adjustment. Because that's what Nilekina was doing to Kemba, handling it. So that's my initial thought on Nilekina. I was, once again, so impressed with his defense. And... I think I even tweeted something out about how this is the most confident we've ever seen in the and we've never seen him play like this with the Knicks, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing because maybe he's not really that comfortable with the Knicks. Maybe he's not a great fit there. I hope I'm not right about that, but obviously with the French team, he's very comfortable there. It's his, The coach is someone who really believes in him i think Bondi wrote about that in the daily news it's like his guy his teammates obviously all believe in him they've all been talking him up the whole time um i think uh you just posted something for us about uh batum was talking him up again after the game today uh it's a great spot for frank and as knicks fans we're in a really weird spot because we're we want to see Frank do well, and then it's our country. So as I'm watching the game, I'm cheering on Frank, of course, and then I'm like, "Holy shit, are we actually going to lose in the quarterfinals? Away, yeah. no right? Like, <laughs> we're not going to lose. We still have all the NBA players. We're not. <laughs> we're not going to lose. I mean, I know this is like the CD team, but wow, still, yeah, it's yeah, still surprising, shocking. I mean, well, I mean, what? I read the Bagley thing, too, that said I think they were plus 22 with Frank on the court or something like that. Yeah, was he was huge plus, plus minus, plus yeah. 22,
1: and I think Kemba was minus 13 for the I game. I saw that. Yeah, which, wow. You know, plus minuses, I think, are, like, imperfect overall, but there I think there are yeah, times where you can look at it and you can say, like, okay, this means something here, you know? I mean, even if you just look at Frank's fourth quarter plus minus, they were down 7 when he came Mm -hmm. in with 8-11 left, and they ended up winning by, you know, a 10. So in that eight minutes he was in, it's a 17-point swing, and clearly he was, you know, basically the catalyst. I know, I mean, for sure, like, Gobert and Fournier, they they brought him the first three quarters, and then USA, just they, they did up the intensity and pressure on those two but like you see Frank had openings and he had good spots he had you know he had a couple nice drives a couple nice dishes he kind of like really took advantage of that that open space that Fournier and Gobert created and just to kind of circle back to your point about Popovich i mean he got out coached like that's every other coach you know in that position would be getting ripped right now and i mean for, for you don't want to like i mean it's hard to rip him too much because like we said it's a c team but still it's usa it's all nba guys and Every single time he did something today, like he went to a small ball lineup. The French coach, you know, Vincent Collet would, he would counter with something. Like, I think the guy, I'm going to completely botch his name, but Labiere, one of their big guys,
0: Yeah, I think that's the big it. guy with yeah. the throw. He, he yeah. Barely, yeah.
1: I, I don't think he played one game all tournament. And then he came in and was like countering some, some things Popovich was doing. And not that the guy was, you know, fantastic. Cause I don't think he scored might not even have put up a shot, but he was, you know, he was active. He had four rebounds. He was kind of, like, you know, getting involved defensively. It was, like, every time Pop tried to do something, thought, you know, he'd switch it up. It just didn't work. I mean, they – France had an answer every time. Even the Donovan Mitchell, you know, third quarter, like, outburst. He didn't score. You know, and France just kind of put the clamps on him. And plus, like you you were saying at the end, you know, Frank was shutting down Kemba. It was too, like, in the final – couple minutes when USA needed like a big bucket they went to isolations against Rudy Gobert possibly the f- best defender in the world like yeah that's, that's your go to when you need a big bucket is all right i know Kemba and Donovan Mitchell are two good guys to have an iso but your your big your big move when you need that basket is you know let's challenge the best defender in the world that just to me that was just mind
0: boggling and Kemba kept trying and trying to, like, he kept going for have me. a prove-it play. And I, I know he's a competitor, and he wanted to make up for how bad he played in the first three quarters, but, man. And for Donovan, like you said, Donovan Mitchell to have a scoreless fourth quarter was brutal. But the thing, the Popovich thing, it's like, they made this whole big deal out of how coaching Team USA was so important to him and how he felt passed over when they gave it to coach K last time. I thought he'd just be so prepared for this. And he just out coach everyone because he's Greg Popovich and it wouldn't matter that we had the C team or whatever the C might C plus team, whatever you want to call it. And he's Greg Popovich. So I just figured, yeah, the French team, these guys know each other better than ours. Our guys do. And the uh, Spanish team, obviously, knows each other very well and yeah. the Argentine team. Uh, but I just figured it's Greg Popovich and our guys are more talented. And uh, yeah, and I don't know. I said my beast on that. He'd be getting... He, the coach would be getting killed if it wasn't Greg Popovich. Yeah,
1: so. I, I think I agree with that. And also, you know, just to circle back to your point, like, you know, I think... He really like we. He should be getting blamed for this. I think like definitely he deserves some. But I also think it's tough because like Miles Turner was getting just beat down by Rudy Gobert today. He couldn't yeah. stop him. And then you know who you turn to Brooke Lopez or you know Plumley after that. That they just they needed one more center. Even and I know I'm going to circle back to the Knicks here, but even like a Julius Randall, like a guy like a guy like him who can kind of play that. Four or five, like he would have been a great guy to have in small ball lineups down the stretch because he's kind of like he can handle the ball a little bit too. And they just, you know, when they had to go up against those big centers, you know, even like Baines and Bogut in the exhibition when they lost to Australia, they just had trouble with those, you know, NBA caliber centers that they had to face off against.
0: Cause there's no centers in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: yeah. That's the other thing too. I mean, I don't know how many times I saw like high, low action today with yeah. or not just this whole tournament with like, you know, big ceiling off the low block and, you know, just trying to get actual post-ups, which I don't remember the last time I saw like, other than maybe like Joel Embiid and a few select guys, you never see post moves anymore. Yeah. You know, everything is just perimeter oriented.
0: The, uh, who was it uh I think did went uh, on Zach Lowe's podcast, low post, I think which he just went on that, like last week
1: oh, the bill Simmons one, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh Zach Lowe said uh they didn't ask Aaron Gordon from the magic to be on Team USA. Yeah, I just figured they did he's a good player the,
1: he's yeah, he's like he's the kind of, like, the exact fit that they needed at that yeah.
0: athletic,
1: versatile, like, bigs who can... I mean, I, I don't think he would have shut down Rudy Gobert or, like...
0: No, no. Completely
1: no. stopped him. But having a guy like that out there to to kind of, you know, um, slow him down a little bit, you know, that, that yeah. would
0: help. And maybe Chris Middleton wouldn't have had to play center. <laughs> that's <laughs> that
1: it. Chris Middleton bananas. and Harrison Barnes are playing center. <laughs> like, that's just... I don't care how much more talent you have. That's just not like an ideal situation. No. It's, it's
0: tough. And I know they probably weren't. I know they, well, they probably were expecting to have Andre Drummond. I think they were probably yeah. thinking he'd be there. But you got to be prepared for the worst. I mean, and they weren't in terms of the big yeah. man situation. And even that like, was. They, they, they sent, got killed on the boards. Killed.
1: They sent away like Bam Adebayo, who, which. You know, I'm not saying Bam Adebayo is a superstar, but I think he probably would have been a little bit better in this game than you know Plumley or even maybe Brook Lopez because he can give you something like a little athleticism. Like that's, I feel like that's kind of like a lot a lot of what they were missing inside because you saw like when you get a like a top tier center like Gobert, he just they, they had no answer for him. And that's no. kind of, like, that opened it up for Fournier. That opened it up for Nilakina. That opened it up, basically, for the entire French offense to kind of get anything that they wanted at any time.
0: Well, they just didn't get... Well, obviously, I mean, Lopez just couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That, they that just didn't really get what they were too. hoping for. They were hoping for shooting from him, obviously. And then Turner, I mean... I don't know what they were hoping for from Turner. I think he was probably... I guess more of a... I mean, would they have taken Turner still if they had gotten Drummond? I guess so, right? No, more I, of t- a... I think
1: they would have taken him over and yeah. Plumlee. Because, I mean, I like Turner, but, like, is, is he the guy you want starting at center for Team USA? Oh, my like, God, no, in, no. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's a great center to have on your team in the NBA. And, like, if he's your starting center, you're in a decent spot. But, you know, Team USA, when... You know, the other guys he's facing would have been, you know, Gobert, Jokic, uh, Gasol. Like, he's playing against, you know, the best of the best. It's, yeah. it's tough to put him there. Which, mm-hmm. the other thing, I don't know if you saw, um, was it Kurt Helen from NBC? He had a yeah, yeah. His tweet that was, uh, was it, USA will almost certainly play Serbia in the semifinals now.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the <laughs> loser bracket or whatever. Yeah.
1: Old things exposed right there. Cause I know uh I know like people in France went nuts like commenting on that, and I th- <laughs> they got the last laugh, i guess
0: yeah that was uh that was a- another shocking thing too the Serbia they look like a juggernaut
1: they yeah they, with the first three games they won by like you know fifty points a game or something like that, and yeah. all, uh... I don't know
0: what happened there. Didn't Jokic get benched in their last game or something, too? Didn't I read that? Or did he, he get got, kicked out or something?
1: He got, he got ejected when they played okay. Spain. He got ejected mid-game. I think it was like the third quarter, I want to say. But Spain was kind of like, they were kind of dictating the pace of the game. They looked like they were going to win.
0: Yeah. Jokic Spain got, is just a different animal. They're like the spurs of international yeah, play. They really are. Right. <laughs> you
1: watch him play, and it's just like... The Hernan Gomez brothers know exactly yeah. where each one's going to be. Gasol and yeah. Rubio, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the same brain pretty much. Like, they've mm-hmm. had that coach who's been there for a while, which, I mean, I think this tournament we've really seen how much, like, continuity matters to, you know, yep. some of this stuff. Like, I mean, Team USA, they, they didn't look they didn't look like a team. And you watch France, like, every almost every one of their offensive sets. Like, everyone knows where they're going to be. Everyone's in the right spots. And then they end up getting, like – a good to decent look every time down. I mean, it's just, it's tough to compete with that when you're just a, in an AAU team, essentially.
0: That's why losing Kyle Lowry was a killer. Yeah, yeah That matter. was a like killer.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, there are a lot of guys like that. Like, on the on the Low Post, they talked about Devin Booker, too. I mean, how big yeah. would Devin, Devin Booker
0: Yeah, Simmons was killing him I, for not I going. I yeah. was even
1: saying, like, they needed... I, yeah well I, you know that's that's a whole thing which i probably i think i agree with simmons to an extent like i think yeah. like this was good this is a good thing for mitchell to to play in it like i think this game today will help him overall in his development but i think like booker that, that last eight minutes usa might be in the semifinals right now if they have Devin booker you know instead of you know, i don't know joe harris who's on the floor you know nothing against joe harris he's i'm like one of his biggest you know supporters but like yeah, so Greg already.
0: Popovich apparently. He's a huge. Yeah, fan. <laughs> he, he,
1: yeah. Harris was on the select team to start and then he like he just couldn't get off the floor almost in the yeah. tournament. Um but will jump ahead a little bit because we kind of brought it up, but uh Argentina tomorrow. I don't know if you've seen any of this uh, Facundo Campazzo, the uh, the Argentinian point think- guard. He is electric. Like he's just he's obviously not as good as Kemba Walker, but I would not be shocked at all to see Frank like have a bad game after that. And then all of a sudden everyone's up in like up in an uproar again saying like, even he can't even beat like an Argentinian guy. Oh, he sucks again. But this guy, I mean, he's no joke. He like he made this pass the other day against Serbia where he just kind of like brought the ball over to like the left side and then like turned around like he was backing it out. He threw a behind-the-back pass, like, on a dime into a guy in the post. It's, he's he's legit. And I think Argentina might actually be, like, the model of continuity because Composa has been there for, you know, he's 28, so he's been there for a while. Scola is 39, and he's oh, it's
0: 39. Wow.
1: he's putting up, like, I think, like, 18 points a game and, like, seven rebounds or something ridiculous like that. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he's – I mean, he's been like their second best player, easily. But that being said, I still kind of have to have to feel like France has a better, uh, has a much better shot with Gobert. You know, Fournier as good as he's played, I still have to think going into this France would be the favorite, especially coming off such a big win. Um, but I mean, we'll see. it The good thing for Nilakina is it's another test. Like he's. He's He'll have Compazzo, and if they make the finals, it'll be Rubio or, you know, Patty Mills, Della again. So, you know, it's just all this stuff is good for Frank. And I know today was big for him in terms of, like, kind of just, like, bucking that narrative and, like, kind of maybe changing people's perception of him. But I think just the, you know, just the experience for him is going to be so huge for the Knicks.
0: I agree. I think playing on the international stage it's i when i wrote about it the one time i wrote about him you've written about him a million times and again i'll say that everybody should check out your stuff but the one your
1: your, your piece is great too i I love that thank you that was good thank you
0: the one time i wrote about him i said uh it's good for frank to finally play in a meaningful basketball game again (laughs) because he hasn't done that in two years. <laughs> yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. it's it's great to see him so energized. This is. Yeah. Did, did you see how he was after the game? We've oh, never I, seen I, that Frank before. I, I, I didn't never, know he was that guy. I've
1: never <laughs> seen that like reaction before. I, I don't think from him. I think the only time I can ever say like I could I remember seeing something similar was the Indiana game his rookie year where him and Porzingis like they I forget like exactly who hit the buckets late but it was like porzingis and frank going like you know just bringing i don't even know if it was a comeback or what but i remember the garden i remember frank hitting a big three off of a porzingis pass and then porzingis had a couple big buckets and i remember they were jacked up because that was even at the point where like they were maybe like a handful of games out of eighth place and like no one really thought it was a serious playoff thing but you know in that locker room maybe they still you know felt like they had a chance that's the only time i can ever remember seeing frank that like jacked up or energized and that's not like i'm not even saying it because like, when he was getting dmp's last year he's still engaged in the game he's still like cheering on his teammates you know being a good teammate but like i've never seen that type of reaction i mean you saw him going nuts
0: after the game yeah i remember those days back then when you defend frank you'd uh and talk about his future you'd bring up uh, his net rating when he was on the court with Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, was, that, 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 was, that was the way to defend him. <laughs> yeah, now, he's going to have a bright future with Porzingis. Yeah, Just wait till Porzingis the, gets back. <laughs> the two of
1: them the two of them will be great together.
0: Like don't worry.
1: Yeah, it's we're in a different world now. Now I think at least I've kind of been like, I've kind of been like moving this direction. But I think now I'm fully on board of like the let's see uh Frank and Mitchell Robinson and see if we can replicate that Frank and Rudy yeah. connection.
0: Yeah, I mean I the, the Nick's Wall the guy from the Nick's Wall, I wish I had the name up in front of me, wrote something about uh how Alfred Payton is uh competing for the starting spot or set to compete or looks like the favorite or whatever and i just don't get that at all why and uh uh in it he went into like how frank's gonna have to compete just for a rotation spot and he wasn't like uh criticizing frank or anything he was talking about how frank deserves a shot which is what everyone's saying and it was like i just don't understand like it's weird that the international coach has more confidence in Frank than David Fisdale does. Like, and then Scott Perry does. Like, and maybe that's why he's probably going to end up on another team at some point, because he does have that $6 million option for next season. But, I don't know, I just, I think about the fact that they have uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Alfred Payton, Kadeem Allen, and there's some people who are saying doing, like, all of them, Wayne Allen, like, Dotson. if you're, if you're looking Trier. at the whole backcourt, yeah, yeah the whole backcourt, but, yeah, there's so many guys there, and has he ever, Frank's never really gotten a shot to be a starter, so, I think he
1: started like the first couple games last year, at yeah, Tumor, and that. I mean, he's started a handful of games in his career, but you're right. He's yeah. he's never gotten that shot to, like, all right, you start. You don't have to worry about anyone taking your job. Like, you just play your game, and, you know, let's see where it goes.
0: Yeah, and I I, I don't even know if he should be a starter. But I do know that Alfred Payton should not be a starter on the Knicks <laughs> going forward or in, the, I, or in the rotation going forward. He's I a could, one-year I, player. I could
1: definitely live with Dennis Smith Jr. starting, because to me, he's the same yeah. as Frank. They're both... Well, I yeah. think they're both 21. I know, I know Frank is, but I think DSJ is 21. Like they're both
0: young I go- think so. No sure, yeah.
1: Usually, it takes point guards a few years to kind of figure out the position and you know
0: get their. So Took Kemba Walker three seasons. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. you,
1: you have to give these guys some time. And everyone wanted to write off Frank like so early mm-hmm. in his career. And uh, like I said about the Gobert, you know, Robinson comparison, this isn't exactly a direct comparison to anyone. But I'm thinking, like, Frank, okay, so he's a point guard, I think, but he's not a real point guard. He's more of, like, a combo guard. Like, he can handle yeah. the ball, but he's also okay if you want to, you know, if you have a higher vo- or uh, higher usage guy. Like, that's what they do with Fournier and DiColo. Like, Frank handles the ball a lot, but in a, in some big spots, they'll go to DiColo and Fournier and have them run the show. I could see Frank and, like, RJ Barrett because Barrett's got a good handle. I think I could see him as, like, a secondary ball handler. I could see that as an interesting backcourt, you know, the two of them. Because I don't know how much Barrett's defense is. Like, I don't don't know how great that's going to be in year one. Having a guy like Frank out there kind of take the tough assignment, I think that, you know, that's good for a young guard like Barrett or DSJ, like, to kind of, you know, take some pressure off
0: of them on that end of the floor. I mean, yeah, no, I like that idea for sure because – no rookie comes in a league being able to play defense, except Frank in the last however many years. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've read someone talking about uh, potentially DSJ and Alfred Payton playing together. And my reaction to that was like, why why aren't we talking about like DSJ and Frank playing together? Like DSJ, Frank, and RJ Barrett. Like...
1: I could definitely see that as like a kind of like three man. You have like Barrett play the three a little bit, and then yeah, you know, you I don't know what you do in the front court, but I think that's a pretty decent back court because even in a spot like that, we know Frank is never going to be like a twenty-five point score, even no. like a twenty-point score. But I think if he's the type of guy who can just kind of like take it, pick his spots on offense, hit some open shots, you know maybe rely on, like, the other guys. Like, I mean, we know Smith and Barrett, you know, that they're going to be scorers, you know, during their career. That's kind of part of their calling card. You put Frank alongside guys like that, I think he can be, like, one of those just, like, great role players who you're like, man, like, you don't always notice him, but, like, man, he really makes that team better.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And, I mean, like, literally everyone has said it all depends on his jump shot because we all know he can defend and you just made the perfect point. He's We know he's never going to be a 25 point per game score. We knew that when he was drafted, if he can start hitting open shots, I mean, then he's got a spot. I mean, then he's, then there's no question if he shoots 36, 38% from three point this year. Well, then he's got a spot on the team. Then you got to bring him back. Yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. Like, I I just I don't know if he's gonna be back. I I, I have a feeling like yeah. it's just we're even this great like World Cup performance like Frank's like really kind of like turning some heads. I know he's been a little inconsistent like early on, but he's shown you know he's he can he has a future in the right system the right situation. But I just I still don't know if it's gonna be the, the next. It's hard for me to like give a gut feeling, but. It's just, I with the way the Knicks are kind of like positioning themselves, it seems like they're going all in on, on Smith. Um, it just, I don't know. And you, just the two years before that, I mean, you have Emmanuel Moody, Trey Ooh. Burke, Jared Jack. I mean, you think about all the point guards that have, you know, jumped over Frank in the depth chart. It just doesn't seem to me like he's going to be around for the long haul, and I mean, I hope he is. I, I think he's. I think he's a good player. I think he can help the Knicks. I enjoy watching him, obviously, um, but it just we'll we'll see. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a great, you just listed all the point guards that have gone over him. I for yeah. the the lack of confidence in him. and that's
1: the, that that's not we're not talking about Russell Westbrook and Chris yeah. Talking about Emmanuel Moutier, you know.
0: David yeah, David Fizda looked at Emmanuel Moutier and Frank Dilakina and said, I prefer Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> so yeah, which I I, guess, mean,
1: I don't know. I guess that tells you as much as you need to know, but I don't know. Hopefully hopefully they're they're keeping a close eye on him now because I think he's he's this is definitely the best I think he's played in his career, at least since coming over to the Knicks for sure.
0: I think for sure it has to be. Yeah, I mean it's the most confident we've ever seen him. When yeah. he hit that, when he hit that one three, and he held his hand up after he hit it, I I don't think I've ever seen him do that. Not that he's hit a lot of threes to be able to That's, see yeah. him do that, That's but true. yeah, that was that was a different Frank today. I that was a different a- Frank today. That, that
1: step back he hit over Kemba, he did, yeah. I didn't see it. It was, like, they cut away, so you couldn't really see it on the feed. Mm. But he did something, like, he I think he was, like, either, like, blowing the smoke away from, like, guns. Oh, like
0: really? <laughs> it was either something
1: like that, or, like, he, he did something. Like, he, he pulled a little sauce out from wow them. but Wow.
0: That's cool.
1: Like, they didn't show the whole thing, so I couldn't see it. But I mean that, like, you got, he's got Kemba Walker in his shorts, and he just, like, drains that shot over him. That probably that had to feel, cool. like, he was on the top, on top of the world at that point.
0: Speaking of, you're talking about the Argentine point guard. Speaking of electric, though, how about Tibbs on the commentary?
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I, I tried to like
1: blank that out of my mind. Was, like I was trying, I was talking about it with my dad before, and I said like he might have been, it might have been like the worst
0: like color commentary
1: I've ever heard, but. The thing is, like, he was, like, saying insightful stuff. Like, he was, like, like yeah, he would be, he like, was, he
0: was. Would be, like
1: that, and that's why I probably, it, well, it wasn't the worst, but, like, he's, he would be, like, well, you see they're coming up with the pick and roll here and they're going to, you know, hedge that. He was mm-hmm. giving, like, good stuff, but, like, it sounded like he was sleeping. Like, he, Tibbs just, oh, yeah. Yeah. 7 o'clock in the like, morning, too, he, he would
0: put you to sleep. Yeah, it was, like, if Hubie Brown... Didn't want to be calling basketball games. (laughs) It was like like Hubie Hubie Brown Brown minus all of the uh, excitement excitement around doing that. (laughs) Hubie Brown
1: Brown gives you like so much insight, but he's also completely invested into every yeah exactly every every possession. Tibbs, like he was, and I I actually didn't even know this until I was talking to my dad about it. He was saying that they, you know, they don't send any of the the, uh, announcers out to the World Cup; they do it like remote from Bristol because oh i didn't
0: know that
1: yeah which i i didn't know it either but i mean he he works for espn so he obviously knows better than i would oh okay and as as we were on the phone i was watching sports center and tibbs was like in studio and the same thing like they're asking him questions and he was like, <laughs> and, <he's> just, like <laughs> to on. and like and I'll, I'll give him a pass because like announcers aren't supposed to say we even if it's like you know Clyde Frazier. He's usually not going to say we um, all the time.
0: Tibbs yeah, said, hey, and I thought like, that Everett, was weird too. Everett I thought was that t- was weird too. And
1: I mean, he's like he was an wasn't a but it he was in his second team. That's what I was like, thinking a couple too. years ago, so I like I gave him a pass after that. But it was still like his commentary sometimes would be like, "Oh, we're not looking good."
0: Like he just, yeah, yeah.
1: Like yo, Tibbs, come on, like get into <laughs> it a little bit. I mean, but I think probably that was. That was probably ESPN's like test balloon kind of like say, yeah. let's see let's see if Tibbs can can uh, be a color commentator and I'm sure I'm sure that 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 was uh, he's out probably yeah, yeah that, he'll,
0: they'll <laughs> put him in
1: a, they'll put him in a studio or something because he'll pro- he'll be fine if he's like surrounded by like two or three other people talking or whatever but that was yeah. clearly yeah. not his uh, not his thing. So go He'll on go,
0: get up with Mike Greenberg and get in like yeah. an obligatory coach quote about yeah, exactly. nothing and <laughs> they, yeah,
1: they, they roll all the coaches out for all that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, man, I I tried to bl- blank that out of my memory because
0: it
1: was <laughs> it, like it was such a crazy like game and then you just have Tibbs just lifeless.
0: Oh man. He I'm surprised he even wants to do ESPN because Rachel Nichols has been Pretty critical of his like time manage, uh, load management. I guess they call it now with the bulls and stuff. Like for Rachel Nichols, she never gets oh, critical yeah, of anyone yeah, yeah. really. She's, she's yeah, very,
1: yeah. She rarely yeah. after people, but I mean, that's, I mean, we, I think we've we've probably had that combo over the over the years
0: about oh, you know yeah. tips and
1: and Butler and everything like that, but how how yeah, I, I mean, I we'd I, never hire him. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I don't know if I saw Tibbs as being a media guy, but eh, I, I have a feeling he might be do do that for a couple of years and then try and get back out there or even because I, yeah. I feel like a lot of those guys, that's just, that's all they want to do. They,
0: they're not comfortable doing anything yeah. else. He's doing it for the same reason that all these guys, for the same reason, uh, what's his name? Uh, this guy just got hired by the Lakers. Uh, Ronald Hollins was doing it too. He was oh, yeah, uh, yeah. on yeah. NBA TV, right? I think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, was, and he, was he, was, it, he was, Yeah, I think it was NBA TV. I think TV. NBA TV, yeah. And now he got the assistant job with the Lakers. They just got to stay in the public eye. That's yeah, why they, gotta, they do it.
1: Kind of yeah. stay around, you know. Like, yeah. Don't don't completely get out of there and then yeah. you know, you'll find something eventually. Um. But I think uh, before we get too far into...